Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap episode for this week's Sony Open, Dubai Invitational, and anything else that we get involved with. Greg Ducharme is here to help me break it all down. Greg, my goodness. Well, Rick, uh, there's not much to say except what a week. What a week. This was <laughs> this was uh, something else, quite a tournament. And I guess it kind of ended up a little bit the way we thought yesterday. <sighs> There was not one, but two wild finishes in the golf world. We got one very early this morning, and we got one late in the evening. <laughs> it's a great point. Really, really strong finishes with plenty of drama and some beautiful putts made to win. I don't even know where to start. We are going to get uh, Kyle Porter in this conversation, and if I... And reading the outline correctly, he is uh, getting here as we speak, so I can vamp for a little bit longer. But we've got Dubai came down to Rory and Fleetwood. We got a three-way playoff. We got a rules situation. We got a guy on 59 watch. It, it Today had it all, Greg. The, would you say there were two, probably not two 59 watches, one 59 watch. I credit the 59 watch to Russell Henley. Right. Because JT Poston was a little late to the party. A little late to the party. Yeah. It still shoots 61. Gets closer than Russell. But uh, a little bit of a slow start for him. But this is the thing. You know, we, we talked yesterday about how, you know, the, what was it? 11 guys had a real chance to win heading into today. Um, I thought it was probably nine realistically. And some guys made real moves and the leaders didn't make moves. That final group didn't really push the envelope and stretch it to where a low round from a Russell Henley or a JT Poston was made out of touch. It really was in touch for for all these guys, um, which, which was surprising. Then again, this is what happens on the PGA Tour, right? Guys come guys go crazy and there's a little bit of leaderboard gravity and it makes for awesome finishes. Right, let's add a third voice to this conversation because I'm pretty sure we've got him now. There he is. Kyle Porter is here wrapping up his gamer. Hello, KP. What's up boys. Mighty ducks going on. 
Yes, um, the only real Ducks logo, mind you. I love that. It's yes. great. Yeah, fun finish. Uh, a lot. There was. It's kind of a, a wacky uh, last few hours between the the TIO relief and the 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 uh, up and down from from Murray, and then the the obviously the thirty nine foot putt to win it. But uh, fun fun day of golf. Cowboys getting their butts kicked. It was there was a lot that happened. Oh uh, my my sons are all over that. They're out on Dak. They think he stinks. He my might. dad, we told you, and I was <laughs> like, I I need to issue an apology to my <laughs> my ten and seven year old who were apparently on this. Yeah, they've got they've got the eye for scouting. They know what's going on. Well, before we jump into this, be sure to hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed. The Golf on CBS YouTube channel is cranking, and we are still up. Voting is still open for the best golf podcast. The first cut, go vote. It'll take about 30 seconds to do so. Let's start quickly in Dubai, and then we'll give the Sony Open. There's just so much stuff that happened. But early this morning, Tommy Fleetwood got his seventh career European Tour victory. All week long, this was shaping up to be a Tommy Fleetwood versus Rory McIlroy battle down the stretch. And KP, did Tommy Fleetwood win this golf tournament? Did Rory McIlroy lose it? It was probably some of both. I mean, that's always that the answer, right? Oh, no week of you. <laughs> it is. It is. I I, I think that uh, if, if I had to pick one, I would say Roy kicked it away a little bit. But he was also, I mean, it was weird, right? Because he, he played so well in the first round, 62. Then he shot 70 with a quad in the second round. So you're like, okay, well, he's still, he's still up there. And then... Sunday was like the reverse of that. He he got smoked the first 10 holes. He's down three going to the 11th, makes three straight birdies. He's got a two-footer on 14 for a fourth straight, and he made bogey. Yeah. And exactly. he, two feet. he he, th he three-putted from two feet. It was, it was like downhill, or I, it looked downhill given how far past the hole it went. <laughs> uh, but to three-putt from two feet, to make a quad on a par three on Friday, and then to hit a ball in the water on 18 are just not – they're not mistakes that you can normally make and win a high-level golf tournament. Now, was this a high-level golf tournament? I don't know. Somebody shot 53 over it that was in the field. So you be the judge of that. But that, Tommy played really well. Um, Rory was feeling it on the back nine and then just just kind of kicked it away at a little, a little bit late. Um, so – I think Rory gave it to him a little bit, but Tommy's playing really good golf. I think you could make an argument, Rick, that that Tommy Fleetwood is playing the best golf of his career. I don't know if I believe that. Do you think I, he is? Oh, I think I don't think it's close. Yeah, I'm 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 here for the 24 Tommy breakout year. He's been phenomenal for a long time. Better than even 2018. He was so good in like 20. What was it? 2017, 18, 19. Yeah, it is. It is easy to get like lost in the moment. Um, but I'm I'm definitely in on Tommy, and and have been for a couple of months now. And this is just a great way to start the year. He just part of me, Greg. It feels like he doesn't. Um, and this is weird. This is a weird thing to say because of how good he's been in the Ryder Cup. Part of me feels like he doesn't always have a great sense of the moment to where he's like, okay, now it's when I got to put the, put the pedal down and, and go, go take the lead. And then here's where I have to hold it off. So like his wins just feel like he kind of 
stumbled into them. Now, you have to play great golf to stumble into wins. It's a little bit of Ricky Fowler for me, Greg. You know, I understand where you're coming from. And it's hard to say today, too, when the guy makes the two putts he did on 17 and 18 to win because he has to make those yeah. before yes. he makes a mistake. Right. So that's really clutch. But that is nothing like what we've seen on the PGA Tour. I don't know. Maybe the trophies are big enough on the PGA Tour. (laughs) Dude, I was going through Getty and I was like, the European Tour has the biggest trophies I've ever seen. I love it. Where do you even put that thing? Yeah, it would not fit on your standard mantle. It would not fit on a standard bookshelf. You have to, you'd have to construct something for these trophies. Right. That is like a a standalone trophy. There's no trophy case with that much height. In between the shelves. I think if you had two of them, you could put the Zozo trophy in the middle. Oh, that would love that. <laughs> right? uh, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, like a, it's like a, te- it's like Tetris. Yeah. This is the, the, the money that you win. So uh, 387,000 euro for Tommy that you, you got to use that to just, that's, that's the money that you have to use to build something to, to hold this. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's it's just it's a hilarious picture, uh, <laughs> which is hard for me to get past. But it, look, this is the strange thing about Tommy Fleetwood. He is so good. And I'm with you, Rick, on Tommy 2024. It's been going on for there's been periods in his career where this has gone on. And it, he belongs on a list of guys who are maybe best player to not win a major. But he hasn't won on the PGA Tour at all, which is just, it's crazy to me. Like, like if he was playing here at the Sony Open and won, it would be a huge deal. Um, But Tommy Fleetwood should be vying for the U.S. Open, you know, or, or the Open Championship or one of the majors. So he belongs at that game where you wouldn't be surprised if he won a major. You'd be thrilled and Maybe the way that he wins would be surprising, but to say Tommy Fleetwood wins a major in 2024 would not be surprising. Yet he hasn't won on the PGA Tour, which it's is kinda, just incredible to me. It's kind of Lee Westwoody, right? Where really good on the European Tour, great Ryder Cupper, plays very well at majors. I mean, like like finishes very well, but just doesn't win a lot on the PGA Tour and doesn't doesn't win a major. Now Fleetwood has a a massive chance to to sort of turn that around over the next 10 years of his career i'm not saying he's going to end up like like westwood but that's sort of the that's sort of the trajectory right now i guess it'd be shocking for him to have to end his career with zero pga tour wins yeah that'd be that'd be shocking to me truly he he's on a short list with like Will Zalatoris and a couple guys I can't think of off the top of my head that I'm just genuinely interested to see what the next 12 months looks like. Just when when, a year from now, what are we saying about Tommy Fleetwood? What are we saying about Will Zalatoris? Like just a guy that I think is very fascinating for the next 12 months. Can you think who else is on that list? Just if you if you go down, uh, I mean, if you go to like the elite stuff, obviously it's like Rory and Victor at at majors. Like, what are we going to say? Yeah, now, um, I think Tom Kim and Spieth both they're they're eleven or they're twelve and thirteen in the world. Yeah, Tom Kim's a really good one. 
Yeah, Tom Kim, I, I don't I don't know what he is. I don't know if he knows what he is. He's he's so young, like he's probably not even what he's eventually going to become. Ludwig, right? Does Ludwig have does he just continue to do what he did last year, or does he have what Tom Kim did, which is like early sophomore slump and then gets his stuff figured out? Yeah, I think the biggest one on this list is I'm just going down the OWGR for me. JT is an interesting one. I think I know what JT is just broadly. I think Cam Young for me is 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 maybe number one on that list That's mm. yeah. because I, I don't know. We've seen kind of two versions of it, and there's not enough history, not enough data. Like with, like with JT, you're like, I think I know which one the outlier was, right? And with Cam Young, you're like, I, I don't. I, I would guess that the outlier is the bat or is the kind of average year, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. One one year of good, one year of bad. Now what? We got to break the tie. Rubber match. Rubber match. Right. Final game of the series. Get out of town. Who's going to win? We'll find out. We've it all got- comes down to his third year on the PGA Tour. <laughs> yeah, everything. It all <laughs> matters. Right. Uh, we are going to discuss the wild, wacky finish at Wiley. Wow. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code first at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. 
And we're back. I want to get to this playoff here, but uh, two guys who made a move early on Sunday. JT Poston is one of them. He shot the round of the day. He shot the round of the week. He shot the round of his career. It was a 61. He went out in 30, added birdies on 11, 12, 15, and 18. Greg, we were talking about this before we went hot. He was never really on 59 watch. He was never in reality going to win this golf tournament, but this is this is the type of finish, maybe the type of weekend that a lot of people were expecting because of how good JT Poston has been for the past six or eight months. Oh, he has been great going back to, I'd say the July time, early July timeframe. He's been really putting it together. And uh, today's round showcased the two areas that he is so good in, right? He's really good with short irons and wedges. He had a lot of shots today between that, um, you know, 80 and 140 yard range. Uh, that that he just stuffed in there. And then also the putter. The putter was really good as well today. Uh, you know, he had uh, only 26 putts hitting 16 greens, which is, I mean, that's how you, you do a little math. That's how you shoot 61. But he was third in the field in, in strokes game putting and, and seventh approaching the green. That's been his bread and butter, and it, it shined through on a really nice day. The... Other thing here, KP, is now JT Poston, somewhat quietly, just outside of this Sunday round that was that was noisy, had a Hawaiian swing of T5, T6, and he's off and running in 2024. Yeah, I wrote a newsletter last week uh, for Normal Sport just talking about who's the most underrated guy in the world, and JT Poston was not my pick, but he was in the honorable mention. I, I think that he's somebody that, you know, even dating back to last year, he he sent me a uh, we had this exchange on Twitter where I said that JT deserved to be on the Ryder Cup team. And he said he sent the uh, the Denzel gif. that's like my man. <laughs> I was like, well, I, yeah, I, I think we're both in on the joke here. But uh, since he sent that, I think it was like uh, July last year. It was right after the open or right before it or something. Uh, he's been really good, like definitely better than the than the than the better JT. <laughs> and I think people um, I think it's really hard with somebody like JT Poston because unless you win, people are just not really going to pay attention to it. Um, and so, you know, unless you and I and Craig, like unless the three of us are talking about one and done or fantasy or, get, you know, whatever it's going to be really hard for JT Poston to get the run that I, I feel the same about Eric Cole. I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, Eric Cole's like the hottest player in the world right now, which just doesn't mean anything to anybody on wild card, you know, NFL weekend. Since the open championship runner up seventh, 24th, 22nd, third, 44th, fifth, sixth for JT. Really good. Yeah. And, awesome. he, and even before that, Rick tied six at the John Deere classic and the Scottish open. His two starts before the Open Championship were both T6s. That's right. That's that's um, seven top 10 finishes since July last year. Pretty good. Pretty good. The guy who was in reality on 59 watch was, was Russell Henley. He went out in 30. Birdie's 11, 12, and 13. So he is eight under through 13 holes, Greg, and then he kind of stumbles in, plays his final five at one over, couple of putting strokes that looked a little nervy, looked a little weak, 
and couldn't post a number low enough to to matter this week. Yeah, on um, on fourteen, he hit a really good putt that didn't go in, uh, and then you know missed the green and got up and down on fifteen, and then got in trouble on sixteen off the tee and hit it in the bunker on seventeen. So it it wasn't really. And he missed a birdie putt on 18 from 10 feet. That was a that was a really not a great stroke. That was one that looked kind of nervy. Uh, but the fire for Russell Henley just kind of stopped. He kind of felt like he was getting bad lies. He got, got a horrible lie on 18. And I'm just thinking back to the Wyndham Championship, right? And it ended up in a divot again. Um, not that this was a divot, but it felt like a similar scenario. Like right now, Russell Henley is just seems to be getting bad luck, but his play is so good. Uh, and much like JT Post, and he did it with the two strongest areas of his game, the putting and the approach play. He had a lot of really great approach shots in there and made just about, at least in the first 13 holes, everything he looked at. I thought the, the putt on 16 was pretty tough too. It was probably, I don't know, six, seven feet. And he just, he almost looked like he ran up to it and jabbed, like stabbed at it or something. It was, it was, it yeah. was kind of, the You're whole right. thing was kind of weird. Four, that was four, four and a half feet. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought it was longer on TV. Yeah. Four and a half feet. He should have, that wasn't a very good putt. Maybe not the worst putt we saw all day, though. <laughs> no, uh, no, it was not. Speaking of underrated golfers, KP, last 100 rounds, everybody in the world. I have Russell Henley, uh, just pure strokes gained, 19th best player in the world. Between Justin Rose and Ricky Fowler, he's ahead of Matt Fitzpatrick, Denny McCarthy, uh, JT Poston, amongst other guys, just a couple slots behind Tommy Fleetwood, Tony Finau. Yeah, I was kind of hollering about him for the Ryder Cup team. Now, I don't know if that was uh, – I, I was kind of low-key riding for him over Ricky late. Ricky wasn't good after his win at Detroit, and Russ was, like, really consistent. The, the problem with him is a little bit of the Fleetwood problem where it feels like there's kind of this ceiling on, on what he does, and he just has this – he almost has a high floor and a low ceiling, which is – good for consistency. I don't know if it's great for, it's not great for winning. And I don't know if it's great for a Ryder cup. We don't need to be talking about the Ryder cup right now, but um, yeah, he's been really consistently good, but just without the, he, I, I don't know how guys like him raise their ceiling. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Rick, but I think that's a, it's, it's just a hard thing for guys like him to do maybe putt better. Yeah. I don't, I don't know either. Um, I, I, I was thinking, okay, if you get, Instead of Ricky and JT or Ricky and Spieth, if you get Keegan and, and Henley on that team, does is it a lot closer? I don't know the answer to that, and I don't feel as great when I just watched him miss a four and a half footer. Yeah, I, I don't at the Sony. Right, I don't know that. Uh, yeah, I don't think it changed the outcome of the Ryder Cup. I I just thought he deserved, based on how he was playing, to have a little bit more, uh, just to be talked about a little bit more than he was. But he's in the he's in the JT posting camp, right? He's got to win, and those have been hard for him to come by of late. I mean, he he won the Sony Open in his first start on the PGA Tour. His his debut was that thirteen. I think that's right. 
Didn't he win? Did he win the Wyndham last year or the year before? He won it. I think it was the year before. It was the year before. Yeah. Mayakoba. Sorry. Wyndham is the one I think he punted away with like a five shot lead on the back nine. Right. He hit that's the one he hit it in the divot and then hit and then plugged it in the bunker. And it was like a disaster of bad breaks. Yeah, it was fun. That's when JT, other JT collapsed after. <laughs> Yes. Missing the chip on 18. To get to, <laughs> to, get to the playoffs. <laughs> what a moment. Yeah. Playoffs? Truly. As, as this day was winding down, uh, it, it was a question of who's going to post a number. Is there going to be a playoff? One of the guys in the mix was Carl Yuan, who oh. ends up shooting. Oh, yeah, baby. Who ends up shooting. A Sunday 63 finishing one shot out of the playoff, but he makes bogey on 17 and then hits a shot on 18 that I'm still not really sure what happened or why it happened. So he is in the uh, left-hand fairway bunker. He hits one that appears to go over the right grandstand. Um, There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of looking around. They bring on, they get a quote from Ken Tackett in the moment, and he says, I'm trying to find out what's going on, which is not not great. That's never great. When your chief rules official in the moment is uh, trying to figure out what's going on, he gets, long story short, he gets free relief probably 40 yards from where his ball uh, wound up. He's unable to get up and down. He makes par. It doesn't really matter except for points and money and all that fun stuff. But what happened here, KP? Did he should he be getting this relief? Did it did the right thing happen? Yeah, so a cu- couple things here. Um one, TIO relief is is just generally out of control. <laughs> I mean Somebody pointed this out on Twitter, but like you and I play the three of us go play that golf course and we we end up in worse spots than than pros do. Right. right? If we hit shots like that, which makes I mean, I, it's hard because you have to conduct a tournament. You have to have grandstands. You have to have you have to generate revenue. I get all that. But it's it's like we've swung too far the other way. But I think two things are going on here. I actually talked to somebody who who was I believe who was there or at least purported himself to be there. Uh, Sources say. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think we're, th- there's two different things. One is, is the, is the USGA rule. It's, I looked it up. It's model R- local rule F 23, which normal sport completely insane sure. F 23 D. So there's different layers to this and it states, actually we could pull up. I, I tweeted it out. We should probably just pull it up. I need to read it. It states, uh, if a player's ball has not been found, but is known or virtually certain to have come to rest in a TIO, the player may take relief under this local rule by using the estimated point where the ball crossed the edge. That, that's that's basically what he did. So the, the, the verbiage is known or virtually certain to have come to rest in a TIO, which is, I don't know. Like, is that a good rule to have? Like we th- we are certain it went in there, but nobody can find it. That's the, so, so so that's the rule. So that's over here. That's one category. That's the rule. Now there's the interpretation of the rule. 
And the person that I talked to that was purportedly there said, listen, everybody's looking at the angle uh, uh, like on TV that we all saw where it, it looks like it kind of goes beyond the grandstand. And this person said, there's other uh, hospitality behind that big grandstand. So I think everybody was getting wound up on it's virtually certain that it's in the grand that like the big grandstand on 18 when the reality is that there's more stuff behind there that's still in bounds. So it's where, virtually certain that it was in some of that hospitality. Yes. But they could not locate a golf ball. Yes. And so I think I actually don't have everybody was really wound up about the interpretation of the rule. I think based on that information. I'm not that wound up about that. I'm more wound up about should this be a, a model local rule that's even offered by the USGA or used by the PGA Tour? It just seems kind of I, I was trying to think of a scenario, Greg, in which this would apply and it would and it would make sense. Like if your ball went down a TV tower and you couldn't jump down. I mean, I you know, like there's there's just to me, there's so few. If you hit a bad enough shot that the ball disappears, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. Like, I feel like you should be penalized for that. Well, well, this is the thing. You're hitting it into fans, and if a fan picks up the ball and puts it in their pocket, and nobody gets it on camera, the ball's gone. But you could be virtually certain that it's in there. Okay, yeah, that, right? that makes sense. That'd be an example I could think of. Um, it, you also, it's really hard to conduct a search party with everybody in the <laughs> grandstand on 18. Like, Hey, everybody stand up. We're going to look for this golf ball. Now that that's a difficult thing to do with crowd control. So, I mean, I, I understand the normal sport aspect of this. Like they're getting <laughs> eyewitnesses. Imagine if in an NFL game, you're getting an eyewitness on whether, CD Lamb's second foot touchdown. And sure. it was the a, guy, a the, guy, the guy at the Chiefs game last night with no shirt on is like, yeah, he's first, I mean, first I, thought, I think Tua was out. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know I what to tell you. Was out. Okay. Yeah. Well, we had eyewitnesses reporting that Tua was out. <laughs> That's crazy. The only thing, Greg, the only thing that this made me think of, and we, I, I agree with Kyle that if that's like, that's, if that's the rule, then it seems like they, interpreted the rule perfectly and he, that's exactly what should have happened this grandstand comes into play constantly yeah so one that i remember is ryan palmer yes a couple of years ago out of the fairway bunker it hits almost the same exact shot has to go back and play it from that fairway bunker because of why they they couldn't find it but they weren't virtually certain that it was in tio did his ball go over the grandstand and hit a cart path I feel like I remember it being farther over. I, I don't thought, know. I, I thought it hit like where they have the concert stage set up, like the <laughs> like the top of the rigging. <laughs> yeah. So well, it was like maybe, was, maybe that was out of bounds sport. as is. But it's just like maybe we should move. I'm all for having the grandstands close to the green, but like Keegan Bradley did it in the playoff. Like, like maybe they should move these back a couple. Of well, times. it's. It, I mean, to that point, like, and people have talked about this a ton over the last few years. It, it, it becomes sort of a play if you don't have a shot. Oh, just hit it, like bang it to where Carl Yuan did. Out of, I couldn't tell the angle that he had from the bunker. Like that might have been. I mean, I think he like push sliced it. So I don't think that was like the play, but. 
you might be in a spot where it is the play and all of a sudden you don't have an angle to the green. Oh, well, I'll just hit it into the grandstand and get like a, you know, 30 foot chip and get up and down for birdie. That, that seems not great. There was a tournament during COVID, not on the PGA tour, but they had like this green with water in front of it and there are no fans there, but they put like the sponsor boards all around the back of the green. And so players were just blasted it through the, over the water and they didn't have to worry about holding it because they'd, they'd get a drop in that scenario. I think it's a little uh, absurd, um, but I do understand where we are now. And I, I don't think there's a better solution. Like the, this thing has to be, we got to make this experience really fun for the fans and anybody who hits it into the grandstand is getting a drop. Could you? Could there be like levels of drop, like multiple drop areas? Yeah. So, well, Maybe two things. Solution. One, my favorite was that when uh, Vic, uh, Hovland asked for TIO relief off the tee at Riviera. Do you remember this, Rick? Because of the scoreboard. Yeah, he wanted to go up the other fairway. <laughs> so and they're like, "No, dog. Like you can't do that." Why not though? I know. I agree. I kind of agree. Line of play. Like, if is it TIO or not? If, if he tapped it off the, if it, was it because of its tee shot? Like, if he tapped it off the tee one inch and then wanted to play it that way, wouldn't he get TIO relief? It just matters that he's off the tee. I and mean, you could be nine hundred yards right of the planet, but if there's a grandstand in your way, you get TIO. Relief. Well, I, I think the I think the problem with the the way that the rule is worded is it has to be between you and the hole. Right, yeah. where where like it's not, it's not it's not between you and your target because then you could just say yeah I'm hitting it at that scoreboard every <laughs> yeah exactly but to your point Greg uh, something I think it's the open does this yeah here we go yeah that's not between you and the hole or it might be I don't know <laughs> uh, desired path look where he's got it teed up by the way <laughs> <laughs> wait till you see work so early a couple weeks away I wonder if they will public mark. What'd you say, Rick? We're only a couple weeks away from this. You think they're going to go double decker scoreboard there? They put like a like a grandstand. They yeah. put Smiley in the. I guess it would be Colt Nose in a tower there. Yeah. Uh, to your point, Craig, the the open. I think it was the open. It was somewhere on the European tour. Um, they put you just make a drop zone and make it hazardous. Like grow the rough up there. Oh yeah, that yeah, is you the can, open. You can have your drop. Great. It's going to suck. Like that's a, that's a, I think that's actually a pretty good middle ground because realistic solution. Totally. You can't remove all the grandstands. You can't, you know, that that's, that's unrealistic. That's a, this is a reasonable, like, Hey, you kind of, you shouldn't have hit it into the, uh, into the grandstand like Keegan on in the playoff. Shouldn't have hit it there. You got to go drop over here and it's, it's not going to be great. Speaking of that playoff, thanks to a, Sunday 67 from Keegan Bradley, a Sunday 67 from Grayson Murray, and a Sunday 64 from Benny on. We head to a three-way playoff that goes back to the 18th tee, and we got a wide range of first shots here. Benny on hits one 307 yards that just scoots into the first cut. Keegan Bradley smokes one right down the middle, 314 yards, and Grayson Murray hits a palm tree, Greg. It goes 244 yards. It is in the left rough, and 
Odds makers in that moment after that shot moved his odds to win to five to one, which in a playoff with two other people is very high. <laughs> yes. Um, this was incredible that it even went 240 yards. Right? Yeah. He hit the palm tree immediately. And he does have a tendency to hit some poles. Seems like as I now I, I don't have a long history of tracking Grayson Murray shots, but this week he hit a lot of pulls. Uh, now they didn't really get him in trouble like this one did, and most of them were with irons in kind of into the middles of greens. Um, but this one was near disastrous, and it looked like both Keegan and Benny on were going to be able to get on or around the green and. Grayson Murray would have would have to be hitting a, the long shot into the green to try to make birdie, which was going to be hard to do after what he did in regulation, where he did knock it in there close with the wedge and make birdie to force the playoff. So, yeah, it was a really tough spot off the tee for Grayson. The second shot's KP. Uh, Benny on advances it just short and right of the green. Grayson Murray lays up and then Keegan hits the shot that we were referencing, which is left into the grandstand and he gets a, a pretty favorable drop. So Keegan's in the short stuff, left-hand side of the green, Benny on's just in the rough short, right. And, and Grayson Murray is 106 yards out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it was, uh, who did you think was going to win at that point? At that point? Yeah, uh, uh, I still thought Keegan was going to win because I thought yeah. he got a very generous drop. He had a great lie. Benny on's not like, I mean, he's not like short game wizard. And I thought Keegan could could hit one pretty close and, and give himself a chance. I probably thought if we were just going to knock out Grayson Murray and, and Ben on and Keegan, were going to make birdies and we were going to go back to the team. I kind of felt like Keegan was going to win throughout the the entire time, like the entire evening. I thought Keegan was going to win. And yeah, he just, I mean, he hit a, a not, uh, a not great chip. Um, Benny on obviously hit a, hit a, hit a great chip out of that rough. And, and Keegan's was just from where he was from the lie he had, I thought it was, it was, it was really poor. Yeah. Didn't, didn't get it to release down the ridge. He leaves it 17 feet. Grayson Murray hits it to 38 feet and Benny on does exactly what you'd expect. Chip one to four feet, three inches. It's over, Greg. It's absolutely over. Benny On's going to tap it in. The other two are going to miss their shot, their putts that are uh, more than well, you know, very, very likely that they are going to miss. And this is going to be Benny On's tournament. Uh, Keegan Bradley didn't take advantage of uh, of having all that green to work with. He would tell you it was a poor chip, and Ben On hit a really nice chip, I mean, a really, yeah. really good chip out of. Some absolute hay, mm -hmm. which I mean, I, I thought we got one of the best shots of how long that rough was yes. during the playoff. And that is some of the longest Bermuda rough I've ever seen. Uh, and he knocks it up there to four feet. It was a great shot. I'm with you. This is over. I'm starting to think, OK, uh, the story this week is the guy switching to long putters at it again. The long putter switch is the key to success. If you've struggled on the greens at all, just go to a long putter and you'll win in, you know, the first couple months of using it. Um, but that's not quite how it turned out. It's, it's not because lightning in a bottle strikes and Grayson Murray 
rolls in his 38 foot seven inch putt, which was longer than every other putt he made in round four combined. Only 29 feet of putts there. Keegan Bradley, of course, you know, misses his 17 footer. That was the most likely scenario. And we cut to Ben on KP, four feet, three inches, long putter to extend the playoff. No good. Grayson Murray wins the 2024 Sony Open. Yeah, the Ben on, I thought he, uh, he seemed a, a little rushed both in the chip and the putt. Uh, I appreciate the fast play, but it it just seemed like pretty pretty speedy. Um, yeah, his putt was not great. Grayson's putt was. I mean, I was I couldn't believe it went in. That was it was it was cr- what what's the make percentage from thirty eight feet? Like one two? Uh, I think fifty feet is two percent. Okay. So, so it's probably, probably three. Yeah. I can find out for you, but so yeah, we'll, it's unlikely. One in very 30, unlikely. One in thirty chance of of making that, and uh, he he nailed it. I mean, it was it was right in the middle. Um, so yeah, it was it was really impressive. I don't, I don't know how to feel about Grayson Murray. I don't know about you guys. Uh, obviously, he's got talent. Uh, he's had a a, a well documented career. Uh, a lot of. Um, bad boy tendencies i would say and uh just a lot not to like there i think over the years but you know this week uh, yesterday today he was was fairly open about a lot of that stuff which i i I respect the transparency i just still am not totally sure how i feel about him i certainly get that um and rick looks like he has a stat I do. Is that the face? Well, is that the face I make when I have a stat? <laughs> stat face. Is that where we've gotten? Uh, Thirty-eight feet is five percent. You are actually more likely, twice as likely, nine percent to three putt that. Yeah. It's crazy. So, um, Grayson Murray, I understand the elements that you wouldn't like. Um, and they have been well documented. And I think it, it seems like even Grayson didn't like those tendencies. Yeah. And decides to make a change. And I know we're really early on in this. Uh, you know, he's eight months sober now, which is a, a long time. But, you know, it's it's uh, also a short time, which is strange. Mm-hmm. So there's. You know, this this is like the beginning of a new journey, and and we haven't seen it. Like Keegan Bradley had a little bit of a transformation. We've talked about on a completely different scale, really, just on public opinion of him, and it, it has kind of transformed, and it's been great. Um, Grayson is in the process of doing that, and a win like this goes a long way. But I admire the uh, I admire even the attempt to do it. Mm-hmm. I admire the attempt to chase the mental game. I admire the attempt to go and fix his life and um, put things back together. And uh, and I admire the talent, which I always have. So yeah, I, I think it's it's really cool. But it's it's a young story at this point. Yeah, I think I think I guess that's what I'm probably getting at, Craig. Is is I think it's very it can be very easy and almost like a um, yeah, it can just be very easy when you're 
in the final group at the Sony and winning the Sony to sort of talk about things that were in the past. And the real test of those, as we all know from just living life, is when things are not going well, you know? And so that's why, I, I guess that's sort of what I mean here is like, I, I want to see it, not that Grace Murray has anything to prove to me, but I just don't want to celebrate this like um, transformational story when you're like, well, yeah, I mean, like anybody would say that when they're when they're winning a PGA Tour event, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, I think he was immensely unlikable. Uh, but to your point, Greg, I think that there was a lot that he didn't like about it. Yeah. And I'm happy to give second chances and we'll see where it goes. Great golfer. Third win in third win since the start of 2023 when you count the P, uh, Corn Ferry Tour wins as well. He does sound like a different person. Like you hear him, you hear him interviewed and you're like, is this the same? Like he, he would just pop off and say anything. <laughs> Loose cannon would be like a, like a generous, generous <laughs> call. Yeah. And now he's like measured and thoughtful. You're like, this is so, so in that sense, like the transformation is kind of astounding. And I think the trajectory of it seems good. I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for it. I, I think stories like that are amazing. Um, so yeah, it was in that, in that, like from that perspective, I thought it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Another close call for Benny on who has, uh, let's see one European tour victory. That was the BMW PGA championship in 2015. He has one corn Ferry tour victory. He has one challenge tour victory. He has one Korean tour victory, Greg. He's got zero PGA tour victories and he is now, Oh, four, three in playoffs. He, he's been in the mix, right? I mean, this is his fourth runner up finish, I believe, um, which is it's a pretty good it's a pretty good record, right? I mean, he's played 181 events. He's got 23 top 10 finishes. Um, he, he's made a lot of cuts, which is awesome, but he hasn't contended a whole lot. Now, these second-place finishes are great, but he did join the tour in 2016. So it's it's not a regular occurrence. It's been a really nice career so far, but what we've seen out of Ben on the last couple of weeks is well, if you're if you're following Team No Putt and you're a fan of Ben on, you've been expecting this for a long time. And, and it didn't go his way. I mean, he lost his tour card. He's playing on... Ben On's playing on the Corn Ferry Tour. And all of a sudden, he gets his card back, goes to a long putter, and starts to have success. There was a moment yesterday I'm watching during that complete log jam. And I'm like, who is going to win this tournament? And I'm, I, I don't know. I'm thinking probably Keegan. But I don't know. And then I they show Benny On. And I'm like, oh, that he's going to win. And then he, he kind of made a mess of 18 yesterday and like it, he wasn't right there in the mix. And then there are some moments today. He hits some beautiful shots. The three iron he hit into the 18th green in regulation today was so good. We dream about that kind of shot. And um, this is a situation where he, he, he coughed this one up. The last seven starts for Benny on 
include a third at the Scottish Open, a runner-up finish at the Wyndham. He served his suspension, which no one wants to talk about, dirty, Ben on, cheater, fourth <laughs> at the Century, and then this runner-up finish here at the Sony. Obviously, I'm kidding. He was but, fourth at the Century? Yeah. What happened with the suspension? He he took, was it cough medicine? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, per PEDs. He's starting to look too much like Bryson, and they just <laughs> popped him. They just hammered oh. him. Why, why, Greg, why do you say that he, he, no pun intended, he coughed it up? <laughs> well, I mean, you're in the driver's seat on the 18th green, uh, on the 18th green and in the playoff, and you miss a four footer, right? Oh, I thought, sorry. I thought, I thought you were talking about like throughout the, the weekend. No, I don't think so. Just I mean, more so at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have one opportunity, right? And now it's, match i guess it turned into match play where you know the old saying first in wins but when someone's that close you don't expect a first in to win so that was a letdown to me because i thought that the putter for ben on was this week and has been so much better and more reliable and i, I wanted that to kind of ring true and it's clear he's still got a little bit of work to do on it uh, this is weird to say because the guy who's the best wins, but I thought Keegan Bradley was the best golfer this week. I thought mm -hmm. he, on Thursday he got a little unlucky, played through it. I thought he played great on, on Friday and Saturday, and I thought he played good enough for the most part on Sunday to win. Now, obviously, just go out and shoot a 66. You win the golf tournament. You don't have to do it in a playoff. But, uh, KP, there's a lot of growth here. I was, I was getting the stats ready. If Keegan would have won this – it would have been his third win in 26 starts, which is the same number of wins that Scotty Scheffler's had in his last 26. That's crazy. Now, I don't get to fire that one off, but, uh, you know, we were close. Yeah. He, I, I, can I admit something here? I, I'm very much rooting for Keegan Bradley. And and I don't th – there's there's a there's a bunch of different reasons for that. I, he, he's another guy that was, I think, easy to – I don't know if he was easy. To, he, he certainly wasn't in the I'm not putting him in the Grayson Murray category, but just from a golf standpoint, he was just hard to watch. And and I think he was just not the most endearing personality. But as he's gotten older, I, I've really like been compelled to him. I I think it would be really cool, Rick, if he um, I was going to say if he won his first major, he's already won a major, but if he like won the players or won the US Open or something like that and and that sort of propelled him to the Ryder Cup team next year just because of how much that means to him i think he's kind of low key become likable and and easy to root for on the course yeah he was he, it is weird he was kind of annoying with like the club twirl and this that the start the stop the like the the weird nerdy intense that he had but I, I i am in the last five years i have grown on keegan so much yeah I like the jordans i like the fire i like the game i like everything i'm in yeah i am too um which is really saying something given your position on russell henley making the Ryder cup team <laughs> me <laughs> yes what do you mean he's like do you think keegan should have made it too no, 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 no. I'm not saying he should have made it. I'm hoping he does make it next year. I did. I, I was in for Keegan over um, JT. Rick and JT. Oh, maybe it was JT. Yeah. 
Yeah, JT. Maybe, maybe Shuffler the way he played. <laughs> right. Yeah, they should have sat. They should have sat. Shuffler should have withdrawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, I've always been a Keegan fan, even when it was unpopular. I loved. I loved the sideways. The intensity oh. just it fired me up. Mm. It drove people crazy. But I loved. I just loved watching it because he he just cared so much. And I think it's cool when I care about something as a fan that the guys that are out there on the field care more than I do. And and I know they do, but I like when they show it sometimes. I so agree I, with that. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I agree with that. I almost felt like he cared too much, Rick. Yes. Like it was it was it was almost like is this a bit or is this real? There's it I do feel bad because there is a fine line. I in, in theory, it is their career. It's probably their passion, their hobby. Like they should care a lot. But sometimes like I think Bryson cares too much. Sometimes I think I thought Keegan cares too much. It, there is a really fine line in how much you care. Like, but Brooks Kepka doesn't care enough. I, I can just never be satisfied with these guys. No, <laughs> you're you're right. We're we're insatiable, but <laughs> I think I think there's a there's a fine line between with with Bryson and formerly with Keegan. It, it's almost like they care the way that they show they care makes you think like they're trying to get you to understand that they care. Right. And you're like, just, just be normal. Like, don't, just, you know, like don't be insane. That's all I'm asking. But that Keegan. is normal for Keegan. Right. Did you, did you see him with the wet shot? And I think it was in, uh, it must've been in regulation. He's up close to it. He's bending his knees. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I was like, he's like crouched a little bit right next to the ball. Like, I was laughing at where he uh, teed it up on 18. I mean, he put it like th three inches from the marker and you're like, that's the spot best angle. It is for sure. I remember Hideki did that a couple years ago and just blasted one. Over. I think Hideki actually put it behind the marker, which was completely insane. Um, but yeah, there's just always a lot. There's always a lot going on with Keegan. I, I, I genuinely am rooting for him, though. Yeah, this is. I would for sure hit something there. Uh, Josh, can you share my screen? This is the best meme. It's 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 about Jordan Spieth, but I, I also gonna say it way about Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you're just listening, is that why can't you just be normal meme? And it's the kid screaming. <laughs> That's. That is for sure, speed. And the top, the woman at the top is Greller. <laughs> okay, um, we are going to recap our best bets. Which boy, there were some close calls. We had two outrights in the playoff. Spoiler alert: neither one was Grayson Murray. And we will recap our one and done selections. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, friends, let's see here. Matchups, we were two and two. The winners, Denny McCarthy over Cam Davis and Andrew Putnam over Sahith. The losers, J.J. Spawn over Hideki and Ludwig over Brian Harmon. That was UKP. I had a lot of Ludwig this week, so this was not a particularly great week for me. He finished T30 to Brian Harmon's T18. Yeah, disappointing Hawaii swing for Ludwig. Agreed. Uh, he wasn't terrible, but expectations were high, and I thought he would. I thought he would bounce back this week, and he did not. Uh, he certainly did not. Uh, we both had him to win outright at sixteen to one. That did not come through. Finishing positions, we were losers. Alex Noren top twenty, no, he finished T forty two. Corey Connors top twenty. No, he finished T57. Ben Coles, top 20, T52. And Sahith, top 20, missed cut. So we didn't even sniff those. Now, Tough. Patrick had Keegan Bradley to win. Mark had Ben on to win at 60 to 1 and 30 to 1, respectively. Grayson, the chainsaw Murray, comes through and just buzzes those two down. So that's all red in the outrights category. Oh, so close. But that's the game you play without rights. It is the game you play. I'm I am stunned at the restraint that Mark showed to at no point during the week send a group text. <laughs> he probably forgot. About Ben <laughs> he forgot who he had. About about Ben on being in the mix or saying like pardon, how do I check the leaderboard for the semi open? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Hey, Sam, uh, check the leaderboard for the Sony. Oh, I just, I set her off on my own phone. Not yeah, good. not good. Sorry, sorry. Um, best bets or the additional 50 that we get. Luke List, top 20 for me. No. KP, you mentioned it earlier. Eric Cole uh, continues to pile up top 20 finishes. In this case, it was a T13, and it was worth plus 150. Yeah, two... Uh... Two late birdies, actually. Eric Cole birdie at 17 and 18. I was I was monitoring this closely. Uh, I was monitoring him and Chris Kirk because I had Chris Kirk in the one and done, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, he, he sneaked inside the top 20. I think that's five in a row top 15s, I want to say. Not just top 20, but top 15. So Shot a 130 on the weekend. 60, playing, 66. Yeah, playing great golf. Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, the... Two parlays. Mark loses his make the cut parlay because of Sahith. And Patrick, I think this is like six or seven in a row. Thanks to a Friday night. Greg, did you see this? Yes. Old Damon missed four and a half footer on the last hole of the day to get all the minus twos in. 
And that means Denny McCarthy got in. It means Patrick's make the cut parlay cashes. It means 82 golfers made the cut. He would have knocked out like 17 guys if that four and a half footer drops. To be a fly on the wall in Patrick's house at that moment would have been so entertaining. <laughs> he must have been going nuts. So good for it. This is an incredible run because the positivity parlay got off to a rough start. And it's been on fire, all, really, all fall. Incredible. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened because he went like, he went like forty straight weeks never winning one, and now he's got like seven in a row. Well, you know what they say in Vegas, Rick. It all balances out. Uh, <laughs> is that what they say? I thought they said he always wins. <laughs> oh yeah. That... <laughs> uh, all right, so. One and done. Now, I do not believe, so this is a, a, a nerdy data situation, where I do not believe that the PGA Tour has pushed their data feed for the final money yet because Fantrax hasn't updated, ESPN hasn't updated, it doesn't look like Run Your Pool has necessarily updated, but they're, Josh they're has... probably talking to Carl Yuan right now about the... Uh, that might be under investigation. Yeah, there might be a, an open case that needs to be settled before those uh, those finishing. They're just interviewing witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of guys in Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> Saw Pro V1 over here. <laughs> Blue and red. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> producer Josh has uh, very courageously manually tallied this. So, for... This week, I'm your loser. Ludwig gets 44,336. Uh, next, Patrick. Oh, I guess it's a tie. Patrick, KP, and Mark all got 104,580. Patrick used Brian Harmon. KP, you and Mark used Chris Kirk. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping for better than this. Kirk was kind of in the top eight for most of the week and uh just kind of stalled out a little bit at the end he had a a 10 footer 12 footer on 18 that was just the weakest attempt i've ever seen at a putt it was it was terrible uh but t18 that's it's not bad i'm i'm fine with it i wasn't going to use him elsewhere so i'm i'm okay josh Used Eric Cole. Those two birdies go a long way. 151,000. Greg wins the week. Harris English, 207,500 smackers. Yeah, I, I had a good feeling Harris was going to play really well this week. Yesterday's round of 70 was kind of disappointing because he was right up there in the mix, and I, I thought he was going to contend to win, um, but made a really nice run today. And that was helpful. So it's, um, you know, we're off to, we're, we're definitely not winning the pool at this point, but a um, couple top tens to start the year in Hawaii. And hopefully that lasts until uh, late August. Well, you know who is winning the pool? Kyle Porter is winning the pool with $782,000, two for two, two straight weeks out of the gate at the top. I might be like the Cowboys, just, coming out hot and then just melt over the over the in the playoffs you might just go wire to wire yeah maybe that would be sweet all right hold on i'm gonna look this up real quick again i'm just gonna pick i said this on tuesday 
I don't think you were on, correct? No, you weren't on. I'm just going to look at in the document every week to see who Mark Mark picks because he can't beat me if I continually pick the same people as him. Oh, you're going to box him out. So that's all I care about. It's and you're only gonna... two guys in. Y- yeah. Right. Yeah. And we picked the same one this week. Right. Yeah, right. Because Mark had zero picks. So he so KP could, unless, well, no, who'd you pick week he, one? Morikawa. He, he would have to earn more with Morikawa than I did at Century. Right. Which Risky was like play. 600,000 or whatever. Maybe he'll save him for tour championship. If, Kyle, if you can name, this is only open to Kyle because he's the only one who can go wire to wire. Don't look it up. <laughs> If you can name the last wire to wire winner on the PGA Tour, I will send you one crisp two dollar bill. Oh wow, two dollars! Um, it's a free roll though, and I'm, the official source I'm using is PGA Tour Media Guide. Okay. Uh, Hovland at the Tour Championship. Uh, I mean, not not according to this. Okay, what was it? <laughs> Greg, you guys, there's no chance you guys get this. I have Robert Streb in my head. That is not it. Yeah. Uh, Lee Hodges did it oh. at the 2023 3M Open. Future five-time winner, Lee Hodges. Uh, that, he, that. Played, he played good. JT Post in 2022. John Deere. Joaquin okay. did it at the Genesis in 2022. So. Oh, Joaquin, that was... That was awesome. He that was, was so good that week. It was so good. That was unbelievable. Goal. Cruising. Gents, that concludes my outline. Anything else before we get out of town? The uh, following Dubai this morning, the the Rory hate is is amusing. Just online. Just people say, oh, typical Rory. And you're like, have you, looked at the, have you looked at the Wikipedia page recently? It's pretty good. Don't waste the win luck on the Dubai Invitational. Exactly. That's that's what I always say. There are only four <laughs> tournaments that matter for Rory McIlroy. That's what they say in Vegas, Rick. That's what they say in Vegas. Don't waste your win luck on the Dubai Invitational. Don't waste your win luck on a field with Ken Wyland or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Fleetwood beat him by 72? I mean, yes, it's insane, but... I, without knowing anything else about him, if if you put me in that tournament and I went 87, 82, 82, 86, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and shoot 53 over and finish dead last by 39 shots. What do you think you would shoot from the tips? I mean, well, I don't know what the how far the course was playing. Like, you'd be happy probably to break like – 100 95 i was yeah i was thinking 100 if i broke 100 i would be thrilled so 400 would be the over under right so i would have so he shot 337 i'm shooting 400 minus 337 i'm shooting 63 so i'm 116 over (laughs) having having the uh over under par marker like the the scoring sign for a multi day event is a terrifying proposition, <laughs> right? Just see, because <laughs> it goes up a lot quicker than it does on TV with your own game. Yeah, it's oh yeah. Stuff. Anything else? Fun week.
We'll be back at it next week. We are entering course rotation season. The next three weeks will feature eight different golf courses. It'll be annoying. It'll be weird. There will be a lot of luck. They'll be very chaotic. Prepare yourselves for the next <laughs> three weeks. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we will be here. Producer Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharme is available at The Real GFD. That is Kyle Porter. You can find him at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Hey, everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.